we're talking about The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna tonight. We were also supposed to talk about it uh, in June, and uh, I forgot to come to the meeting. So, you know, I I, I got uh, uh, short, you know, (laughs) I took advantage of something I'd already read and decided we'd discuss it this month when I actually decided to show up. So uh, uh, I I did, I, I read a quick Wikipedia article on Kristen Hanna just to, get some background information on her it really doesn't say a whole lot about her other than just list all the books she's read i had no idea the woman had written so much she was born in 1961 in california uh she has a law degree apparently and uh, uh but you know like a lot of lawyers uh, became a novelist and you know her first book started showing up like in like in 1991 and there's just a whole string of them listed in her in her bibliography in the Wikipedia article. I was, I was kind of surprised. Uh, I, I, I'd heard of the Nightingale, which which was you know I think that was published in 2015, but I, I had no idea she had written so much other stuff. Uh, there was a couple other ones that rang you know dim bells, but uh, uh, and, and really that that's about the extent of the article. You know, it's got it's got you know. The year she was born, where I think she lives in Washington State now. Uh, she has a husband and a son, uh, and it listed all of her books and said she had a law degree. So that's the background research I've done on uh, Kristen Hanna. So I'll release the key, and I did go back. I had forgotten every character in this book. I went back and reread like the first chapter and a half, just to kind of so the names would would come back to to my mind. Uh, you know the 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 main character is is Lenny the young girl her real name is Lenora uh i think their last name is Albright maybe uh her father Ernst the one that has the uh the, the you know the the problems you know post vietnam is Ernst and her mother is Cora uh i i didn't get to when they got to Alaska again so i don't remember any of the names of any of the characters in Alaska I remember liking all of them. Uh, uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of the the father of uh, Ernst's wartime buddy, but you know that 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 could be expected. But anyway, that's all I got to say. I'll I'll release the key and see what y'all got to say. Um, this is Liz, and yeah, another thing about Kristen Hanna, I think a lot of her books are actually centered or um, they're they're set in the Northwest. Um, which is a lovely part of the country. Um, I love this book for many reasons. First of all, I love, I, I've never been to Alaska, but I've had this fantasy romance with Alaska forever. Um, I probably would hate it if I actually got there. <laughs> but I, ever since I was a little girl, I've just always dreamed about going to Alaska. Um, what I really liked about the book is um, the characters were fun. Um, uh but I really liked the community that they set up um, and how even from the first, when the family first got there and discovered that, in, you know, in essence they had inherited a shack that was barely habitable, if that. Um, but the community came together right away because they knew what the winter was going to bring and they, they pitched right in and they were tough and they were survivalists. But they really folded the family into their own ranks. Um, My absolute favorite character in this whole book was Large Marge. I just thought she was so awesome. And if they ever do a movie of this book, I think Whoopi Goldberg should do Large Marge. Or somebody like that. But Whoopi would do a good uh, Large Marge. Um, And I can't remember... Oh, gosh, crazy somebody they called him. And I I just don't remember his name. But, yeah, he he was awful. He was alcohol saturated but um yeah i i love the book and, and waiting for the rest of the discussion i really like the book a lot i like chris the way krista hannah writes she writes uh real believable and interesting characters with depth in them and i too liked large marge i thought that uh, she was one of the stars of the book certainly her character at least the strength of her character was uh central 
to the book and uh, and compelling to you. And uh, I'll say one thing. I was in Alaska, and uh, I went up there all set for cold, cold weather, and it was warm up there when I got up there. And uh, I went up to a village way up across the, what is that line that go up uh, toward the North Pole? Anyway, I went to a village up there, and it was similar. When I read this book, I thought, uh, oh, this book's so much like that that um, village, except that village was all on flat ground, and, and uh, there were hills coming down into, uh, into the, the little place in the story. But uh, this was an excellent book, one of, one of my four or five, uh, well, best books of the year for me. Anyway, I was not disappointed in it at all. I totally agree with you, Ladon. It doesn't happen very often, but with me and this book, I was really bummed when it ended. Um, I remember I read it on a very hot weekend, and I didn't have anything else going on, so I just stayed inside in the air conditioning and read this book, and um, yeah, Large Marge was was great, and, uh, and 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 the and the girl too. I am so bad with names, but uh, Large Marge and um, <sighs> um, you know the the the, the young girl um, were my two favorite characters. Um, and I've read other Kristen Hanna books, but this one by far is is the best one that I have read. So, um, and I, I think that so far it's number one for me uh, in the entire year. Yes, this is a great book. I really enjoyed it. Whoever recommended it, it was just wonderful. Um, I, my favorite was Large Marge and. Jenny the generator was cool too um, I was sad to see that she got ended up getting killed and I was frustrated with the mother who wouldn't leave her situation even when others reached out to her and did so much for her and and um, I love reading books about Alaska so this was great um, I kind of thought about uh, what's the lady's name who writes um, Dana Stabenow, yeah, I think that's her. I uh, thought about her books. It was similar to that. And um, Robin Carr's Virgin River uh, series, uh, the, the way that the community came together to help out in, uh, in, that, in that series was sort of the way they did here in Conic, Alaska. So that I was, I was, that's the most enjoyable book I read for book club yet. I just wanted to add uh, that I so much enjoyed the narrator, and I failed to look up her name to see who was reading that. But I think that she added so much to the enjoyment of the book for me. Did you believe that she was Large March? When the, oh boy, that just came right apart. That caught that character right out. Their narration and the way she did her, and I thought that, that throughout the whole thing, their narration was just top notch. I agree with you, and I just wanted to um, say hello to Danielle. I don't know that I've known you. Um, my name is Liz, and I'm wondering if you might be able to move up a little closer to your mic or vol- uh, turn the volume up a little bit. It sounds a little quiet to me. Yeah, Danielle, I wanted to welcome you. I, I think I may have seen you in another meeting or two, but but uh, not not a lot. So we're, we're glad you're here. And my name's Alan, and uh, uh, you're welcome to come to any of our book groups anytime. We always we always love uh, new folks, and uh, uh, we appreciate your attendance. And uh, I, I I just want to echo some of the same things y'all have already said. Uh, like Liz, the thing I, I think I liked best about this book was the community spirit uh, uh, up in Alaska. I, I, I can imagine how how crucial that kind of thing is, especially for folks that that aren't used to the environment. I've never I've never been to Alaska, and I got to say I, 
I'm too wimpy. I don't. I don't think I could survive up there. But uh, uh, it, it, I know the climate can be can be very tough. But uh, I, I got to say, I, that that was one of my favorite things about the book was just how the how the folks were were so helpful and they were so supportive of that family uh, when when they knew they were kind of in over their heads and stuff. But uh, it, it just it just seemed pervasive throughout the whole community. I mean, of course, you know some were better than others i and i can't not remember you know the the guy that had the money that that, that owned stuff he, he was just like a prince of a person you know, you know he, he was the father of the, the the guy that lenny ended up falling in love with and stuff but uh uh the, the characters were great large large march was awesome and uh the like y'all said the narr- the narration was great and i can't remember the narrator's name it, it's a commercial audio book so it's not going to be one of the the usual bard narrators we're used to seeing, but I mean it, it was just it was just a first class, yeah it was a, it was a first class story. Uh, I mean it, it it definitely wasn't what I'd call a feel good book because it, you know, it had a lot of it had a lot of bad and bad stuff and a lot of heartache in it, and uh, uh, but I, I thought she did a very good job telling the story. Uh, I I don't really know what we can say next. I, I mean maybe if you can. It's probably been a long time since a lot of y'all have read it since we originally were going to talk about it in June. But if you can talk about uh, maybe some 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 favorite scenes or scenes that really really caught your attention, I'll try to put my thinking hat on and, and, and think of a couple of them too while I release the mic. Well, I tell you throughout the book, uh, Ernst beat up Cora so much all the time she was a typical uh, wife that's abused because she would say oh he didn't mean it you know he promised he would never do it again and as Lenny grew up she had to be part of that all the time and then as she got older and she started and it come up she was 17 years old and she was able to go out and hunt for the family and everything and be on her own and she thought about leaving and she said well I don't want to leave mama because I'm not there to protect her but she really wasn't able to protect her every time that uh, Ernst would beat up where he'd put her put Lenny outside of the cabin and she couldn't do a thing so that was real frustrating to me why couldn't they both get together and just leave him that was the thing that I want him to do and like I said it wasn't a happy book all the time that was hard to read that uh, that way he was treating his wife and everything well yeah he, Ernst was not a good guy and well he was troubled he was broken uh, you know, the whole Vietnamese, the Vietnam War really messed him up, and then he was a, a POW. And I, I can understand why he was so broken and everything, but, and and there was nowhere, well, he could have gotten help beforehand, but by the time they got there, everything, he was, they were so isolated except for the community, which was wonderful. <clears throat> but it wasn't all... I'm not saying that he was blameless, absolutely not, but he definitely had issues he should have worked out um, before taking the family to such a, a desolate location to where there was no VA or no help or whatever. But I, um, but I understand why Cora couldn't leave him because they had no money, they had no way to go anywhere and then when they did try to leave that's what hi Carla and I want to say hi to Danielle as well Uh, welcome Um, but anyway um, you know the time they did try to leave is when they got in the they flipped the the truck and and Cora broke her arm and all that kind of stuff so it wasn't that they didn't try to leave they did and it just didn't work out um, just a quick note here. Um, the narrator of that book was Julia Whelan, W-H-E-L-A-N. Thanks. And th- there was a quote at the beginning of the book that I really liked. Of course, I cannot remember it verbatim, but the gist of it is uh, uh, nature doesn't deceive us. You know, man deceives himself. 
I'm sure I, I, I wrangled that, but uh, you, you get the idea. I, th- I thought it was I thought it was a very good quote for for the beginning of this book. You know, uh, when they finally hit Ernst in the head and killed him and dragged him out of the house, took him way up there and uh, buried him. I was thinking that they should not tell anybody. Large Marge told us that five people in every thousand people living in Alaska then in those days uh, got lost and never came back and was never discovered. So I thought to myself then I was rooting for him. Oh, don't say anything. Just leave the guy up there. You're, you're rid of him and everything like that. And so I don't know if that was a way for me to root. But what did you people think about that <laughs> I thanks everybody for such warm welcomes I thought the same thing that you know given the information they had why did they hurry up and speak up like that I mean I, that's not quite Christian but they could have avoided all kinds of trouble and cover up after cover up and explanations and all that and I forgot about the when Thanks to Lenny, they tried to leave, but she wasn't going to leave. Like, wow. But I was glad that she had the strength. Lenny, she was a very strong, courageous girl. And, um, yeah, I, I was glad at the end she ended up marrying Matthew after all of that. So. Yeah, me too. I was so glad when they got together. But, you know, had it not been for Linny, that family would have never survived. She, I mean, talk about real role reversal. She was the worker. She was the level-headed person, especially between she and um, Cora. I mean, Cora was just, uh, she was just a a, a defeated soul, you know. She kind of, like, did whatever she was told to do just to try to survive. Um I'm still trying to think of one of my favorite scenes in the book. I mean, there were so many that that I really enjoyed. Uh, but the one that really, oh, my God, when the wolves were attacking and it was just Cora and Linny there, that just broke my heart. Uh, you know, that they ate, they killed all the animals and that, you know, Linny was trying her, her hardest to shoot and kill them. And who knows if she scared them away, you know, in time for them to, you know, save each other. But it, it, that just broke my heart. Uh, it was such a horrible thing to have happen yeah i i hated that scene too and i tell you another thing that really ticked me off was when uh, uh uh lenny went in and i don't know if he was the chief of police or the sheriff the local sheriff or whatever he was he was a real pardon my language he was a real turd i mean he, he just totally misrepresented himself and stuff and then was gonna like try to get her prosecuted and stuff after he you know uh, you know you know misled her basically and stuff but uh, i thought man that's just what they need up there like a barney fife kind of character that that's gonna try to do the letter of the law and 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 he kind of really he was the one exception to the community i thought and here he was the uh the the head law enforcement guy I, i thought man what wasn't that something you know, I'm really glad that you mentioned the. Um, I gosh, I I can't remember the names either. I really should have done a cast list, cast of characters list. But the 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 rich guy in town. Okay, I was a real fan of Northern Exposure. Okay, so for in my mind, he was kind of like the Maurice character, only a lot nicer. Maurice was really arrogant, but he was the rich guy in town and. You know, he helped out from time to time, but he was really all about himself. Anyway, this guy, when he, um, he really, I mean, he really rallied for Linny when she went back after her mom had died and she, uh, she was, um, you know, in prison there. I mean, he really got, he came and, and got her, her child to, to take care of her child and just, rallied the community and uh, you know he he really came in to save the day um now in our june discussion there was some people oh abby was there too some people were taking issue with that they didn't know if matthew was represented very realistically that that could he have recovered from the severe brain trauma that he injured that he endured in the um original accident and in that six-year gap between the accident 
um, when he was trying to save Lenny and um, the time that she came back, could he have made that much recovery? I felt like it might have been. I, I'm not a brain expert at all. Um, but he still definitely had some signs of trauma, and he, he still had times where he really just couldn't function very well. But um, I'm just wondering what other people thought about the, the how they kind of restored Matthew to somewhat of a functional character. I don't see why it couldn't have happened that way. And, uh, and that was... I. When they got back together, I think that was my favorite part of the book, or one of my, well, one of the best scenes. When she came back and, and he was angry and everything, and, and he, you know, she said, well, you've got to meet, now I forgot the, their son's name, and he thought that it was somebody that she, he, she wanted him to meet, or something, you know, lover or husband or whatever, and it was their son. That, that really tore me up. Um, that was beautiful, and that was uh, the rich guy's name was Tom. I don't remember. I don't remember their last name, but of course that's that's Matthew's father. So uh, it's wonderful that. And I was wondering about that too. If she, you know when uh, when she came back, um, if you know when Lenny came back, if if he was going to be supportive of her or say, well, you you abandoned Matthew and he saved your life and and now he's like this and so it could have gone either way and I'm glad that he was I'm glad he was man enough to accept things as they as they were. Yeah, it didn't bother me at all. I thought that um, you know Matthew wasn't quite all there. His memory was not good, and he'd forget things, and so he still had uh, brain damage, for certainly, certain. But he sat there and um, painted all the time, if I recall it right. And I didn't know that they said anything about him having such a of talent before. The accident. I didn't know if uh, <laughs> that was a result of an accident. Don't see how it could be. But anyway, uh, I didn't think he recovered completely, and, and, and so that didn't bother me at all. Yeah, and I, I didn't have a problem with how they presented Matthew either, because uh, like like others have said, you know, he he was still obviously impaired, and I, I, I always ever hate to second guess anything where where. The, the human body and, and, and spirit is concerned because, I mean, you know, there have been examples, I mean, real-life examples of, of, of people coming back from stuff that, that they've been said that they never would come back from. So uh, she can certainly have her characters do what she wants to, you know, in, in a fictional novel. And it, like like others have said, it, it, it seems very it seemed very believable to me, so... I didn't have a problem, but man, I, I also love that scene where, uh, where, where they, where, uh, you know, Lenny came back to him, and and you know, he, he met his son for the first time, and that that whole that whole thing, it was just, it was so, it was so well done. I, the ending was just great. Uh, I, I'm curious, what what did what did folks think about uh, Cora's parents too? Uh, you know, if, if if we want to branch off on another topic. Well, I thought they were typical parents in a lot of ways, um, trying to protect their daughter. Um, and even when um, Cora had written in her last wishes that she wanted Lenny to go back, if you recall, they didn't want her to go back. Um, um, but, um, you know, so uh, I, I think that they were, you know, they were protective in the way that a lot of parents are. And I... I just thought they were sort of typical stereotypical parents, and um, you know they were they were supportive, when, you know, of them and everything when they were there. Talk about memorable scenes. To me, was when uh, Lenny went back, and they uh, had a funeral for Cora, and they all got together and remembered her, and Lenny dumped her ashes into the water. Uh, large marge through uh, flowers on onto the water there, and you know, uh, I like the way Hannah describes things. 
for me, I could really see Alaska and the blue waters and the waves and the snows and the bears and everything. She does so well at explaining and drawing mental pictures or words and putting them right in my mind so that I am there with them and seeing them. She just does... That's why I like her book so much that she brings out so much detail and can describe it so well. Oh, that is so true. She is she is so descriptive in her writing and it's it's wonderful. Oh my goodness. And as far as uh as far as Cora's parents go, at first, you know, when uh <coughs> when Lenny and uh Cora uh, went there the first time before they went to Alaska. I did not like them at all. I, and and, uh, and oh boy, typical rich parents. The the daughter runs away from home and marries this this uh, vagabond kind of guy, uh, hippie kind of person. And they didn't like him. And uh, and they were just you know so establishment and that kind of thing. And. Uh, but then when they came back, I thought, oh, boy, they're, this, how is this going to go? They're going to be treated badly. But they weren't. And then, you know, when uh, when the son was, was born, their grandson, uh, they just doted on him. And um, and uh, they, they turned out to be uh, decent decent folks. Yeah, I agree. The parents were, you know, and it just occurred to me... Um, this all was all coming down in like the late 60s so kids were rebelling against their rich establishment parents all the time so you know if you think about it, it you you could go right back into a lot of the made for television movies that were about you know the rich establishment parents living in an upper middle class neighborhood with a daughter who falls in love with a hippie or vice versa and so it, it she did a really nice job of framing that within the the times that were going on too but i'm real interested in what carla thought of the whole book because she hasn't had much of a chance to talk thank you and again apologies for being late um you know, I'm taking care of my mom, and it's just, it's, you know, she always has to come first. She called again. But anyhow, um, well, i got to share, this book has been a journey for me. When I saw the title and descriptor, The Great Alone, I thought, well, maybe I'll find some solace in this book, because I'm alone, and just, you know, some of those things, you know, in the descriptor resonate, you know, really resonated with me, but... It um, it wasn't a comforting book. <laughs> um, I I had to struggle with this book. I I you know I almost didn't finish it. Um, when I, I when what tore it for me is when Cora killed Ernt. Um, you know I just didn't know if I wanted to go on. I thought I didn't sign up for a murder. I don't like violence and all this. But I'll tell you what the journey was. Um, um, it, it, uh, my brother, my, my youngest brother, did go into a coma. He didn't survive. But when when we went through, when they when um, Kristen Hannah went through all this with uh, Matthew, it was just bringing back Jay to me. You know, I mean, I just I was just bawling. I just kept on thinking about Jay, my brother, and I, I could hardly, um, you know, we kept on trying to bring him out and. Um, not wanting to talk in front of him about him, you know what I mean, and anything negative. I, I you know, I'm not going to get into all the details. And then, her mother died of cancer. My best friend from um, college died of cancer when she, or in high school when we were both in college. She was only 22 years old, and she. I've I've had several friends die of cancer, so that got to me. And then. Um, I was saddened also by um, um, her throwing um, the ashes, and, and you know when when um, Cora died because my sister-in-law, my other brother's wife, died of cancer and multiple sclerosis and was cremated. And then finally, I'm just going to say one more thing. I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me. I wish it hadn't ended that she killed Ernt. Um, I sort of, I'm going to take a different, uh, I felt sorry for Ernt because, um, you know, he was damaged in Vietnam and he had gotten very depressed. He probably had um, 
um, some trauma from you know from from the war, and it, it you know I, I felt sorry for him. He he just um, you know and building the wall. That wall to me was symbolic. People and I know what depression is like. Sometimes you build a wall. You don't let people in, and you're you know you're sort of scared. You don't know who you can trust, or you feel vulnerable. And he felt vulnerable, but he went a little step further, and he. Um, he made a physical wall. He built a big physical wall. And yes, he was abusive and everything else. I would have felt better, but it would have changed the whole book if, if he had gotten help. If she had left him or if they, you know, she had she had pressed charges, they had gotten help for him or something else. Because the, the murder really got to me. But, um, but, you know, as a whole, I'm glad I read the book. And I'm glad I stuck it through to the end because the ending was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can understand where you're coming from because uh, 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 violence. I mean, it, it is a story, but but you know, it, it is easy to, to you know to, you know to, to be glad he's gone. I, I, you know, I, I have never studied any any kind of psychology or anything like that. Uh, and of course, this this is Alan's opinion, but I I don't know if you can ever help somebody if, if deep down they don't have the desire to help themselves first and foremost. And I, I didn't get the feeling, you know, I, I don't know what happens when a person's so broken that you know they don't want to won't they want to get help. But but Ernst was obviously portrayed that way by the author in this book. So uh, I. I just don't know what you can do. You can't make somebody get help. It just doesn't. It doesn't work. So uh, uh, that, that that's enough of my, my my armchair psychology. Well, like we were saying before, he Ernt was broken, and um, I, it sounds like he he never tried to get help before they came to Alaska. I I don't know. I don't believe they went into that. And I totally forgot about the wall. But anyway, I, I don't think I don't think they had any choice but but to uh, kill him. Uh, after all, Cora had put up with years and years and years of abuse, and they only tried to leave that one time when they got in the accident and, and she was hurt. But when she but when he started, you know, when when uh, when he said. I'm I'm pregnant, and uh, and of course he he knew that it was Matthew's child that she was going to be having. That kind of threw him over the edge, and he attacked he attacked Lenny, and uh, Cora couldn't deal with that. So that's that's what happened there. There they there was no other choice. He would have probably ended up killing both of them. So I don't see any other way for that situation to have been resolved. Right. Certainly within the context of this plot, that that really was the only way for Linny and um, Cora to escape. And again, thinking that this was back in like the 19... This would have been like probably 1977. Terms like post-traumatic stress disorder really weren't very widely... You know, it... it, it there wasn't the awareness of of battle fatigue, combat, you know, trauma and stuff. There probably wasn't. There just wasn't. I mean, there's still very not a lot of help available for post traumatic stress people. Um, I mean, it's a real problem that the military is facing right now, um, and families. I mean, it, it, there really just wasn't a lot of. I mean, certainly back back then there wasn't any help at all. If he if they had been in Alaska, he probably would have killed somebody else or, or been arrested and put in prison. I mean that's the way it was dealt with, and, and it's harsh. And, and yeah, you have to feel for these guys, and they they get sent off to battle, and and battles yeah, it's horrible. It does terrible things to your psyche. But within the context of this plot line, that really was the only way out. Um, and I thought too, you know, I thought it was really. Cora couldn't find the resolve or the strength to leave for herself. But when she saw Lenny getting attacked and her unborn grandchild, 
that's what it took for her to say, okay, this time I've got to go. Um, and in real life, that that happens pretty frequently. They can't find it with for themselves, but when they notice, when they figure out that their kids are also being abused, that's when they're actually able to find the strength to leave. So, um, and I sure wish I could remember the name of the little grandson. I just can't remember. Well, you know, actually, uh, they did kill Ernst, but it wasn't like they went out to kill him. It was an accident. He was attacked in Lenny, and she was just so afraid that she grabbed what was it a poker or, and hit him in the head. And when he died, that wasn't on purpose. They didn't murder him. He was killed in an accident as a result of a fight that was going on. And so it wasn't like some books that you read and there's all these killings and these murders. I just read one in the last chapter. This guy killed, uh, I think, four or five people um, in just a few pages. Well, I really disgusted me, but this was not like that at all. This was an accident that happened during a fight. And Ernst, he might have been a nice guy, maybe before the military service. We don't really know. They didn't go into that too much. But as a result of his stress and drama that he had, now he wasn't a nice guy. You couldn't like him. If you'd have met him on the street and spent a little time with him, you wouldn't have liked him, I don't think. Um, unless you the kind of person who wants to get up guns and have a militia... Uh, take the law and order into their own hands, then maybe you would like him if they like that kind of person. But he just really, after his thing, he just was not a likable character any longer. The person that he turned out to be, whether it was a result of military service or whatever, he just was not likable any longer. Um, the name of the, um, the little boy was MJ for Matthew Jr., I called him MJ. Um, but, well, yeah, I can see where you're coming from there about Ernst. Um, but it's sort of ironic that it was um, Ernst teaching his wife and his daughter all the preparedness skills and everything that Cora turned around and used them against him. I don't think she would have shot if he hadn't taught them to shoot and and, and all of that, and I, I realize it was a, 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 a sort of, in a way, a crime of passion, a crime of self-defense, um, and so I do realize that. I, I do wonder, um, and, and I think she couldn't get past the fact that she shot him in the back. It wasn't like she, you know, um, she shot him in the back. He didn't have a chance, um, and she couldn't get past that, and I think that was eating her up, and that, that as she said, the cancer, for, you know, she, she blamed the cancer on that, that it was eating her up, and she had to make things right, and she wanted to confess, and it was her conscience, and I don't, I don't think I could let it go. She loved him. She, you know, that's another thing. Abused women, and I guess men get abused, same thing. They love their their um, spouse, and they, they, it, it, that makes it difficult to leave, and she didn't press charges, but um, um, I still think that, um, you know, the depression and everything, I thought that part was a tragedy, and I realized if it hadn't happened, we wouldn't have the book. But <laughs> that, that sort of saddened me, nevertheless. Oh, it definitely was sad. You know, I, if I'm remembering correctly, I was a little disappointed when they, when they, when, when they killed Ernst, um, why didn't they just why did they <laughs> it's like had they not tried to cover everything up and take his body away had they just gone to the police because everybody knew what was happening to the family everybody in that town knew what was going on there and they knew that Ernst was really unstable I mean they, they you know they basically banished him from the house during the, the winter because his depressions were getting so bad they sent him up to work work on the you know in the in the the north uh, oil fields or something like that. Um, so you know I, I was a little unsure as to why the big cover up because if they had if Linny and Cora had just gone to the police and told him exactly what happened, 
I really don't think any charges would have been pressed against them. Um, so, you know, it, I don't know that that was a necessary to the plot. Um, other than, I, got, I guess maybe, you know, maybe they wouldn't have run away from the community having to try to escape the the charges or whatever. But I, I was disappointed that they made that decision to try to cover it up. I, I felt like, kind of, I think Linny pushed that, and I think that Linny was kind of, for the first time in the whole story, maybe acting her age. <laughs> and and Cora should have, like, overridden that. It's like, now, wait a minute, let's think about this level-headed. So, I, I don't know. That's my opinion of it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, that was the one point that I thought that the author really... I, I mean, it, it just didn't seem to be any reason for them to try to cover that up. I, I, I could see a whole lot of downsides for covering it up i didn't really uh, i didn't really see any any benefits for covering it up uh so uh i'm kind of like you liz that that really didn't make sense to me but uh i I tend to be a lot more analytical and 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 try to be logical about stuff so uh i I just want to say i did not like Ernst. obviously there was very little to like about him but i gotta say those guys that had to serve in Vietnam really got the short end of the stick in all counts. I mean, uh, you know, what what a horrible war to begin with, a total unnecessary thing. They they come home from the service and get, you know, abused by the public and stuff like it was their fault that they had to be over there to begin with. Uh, you know, got got short shrifted on on uh care from the the VA and stuff and one thing after another uh, I, I tell you uh, what a horrible war and, and and what a horrible thing so uh, I, I guess it's easy to come up with a character with as many problems after serving in that war but man what a well, they really they really got they really got screwed okay it has been a little while since I read the book and uh, if I recall uh, after he was killed. Large Marge came in and uh, discovered it and helped him clean up and recommended because Large Marge had been an attorney in a previous life and she was afraid of how a trial could go wrong, if I'm remembering right. And she was the one who uh, helped him clean up and so that it couldn't be said and... Uh, suggested that something should be done with Ernst after he was dead. Yes, and when you think about it, it could have been fear that caused the cover-up because um, look how quickly that um, the guy reacted in the police station, that chief of police, when um, Lenny came back and brought her mother's confession letter and then sort of manipulated her into writing a, a statement and to getting it off her conscience and everything. And as soon as it was done, he puts her under arrest. So he leads her on to that. And so a large Marge was probably right that there isn't much sympathy for the, the woman. And and um, so, um, and if you recall, Cora just wanted to go and... Um, you know, call the police right away and, you know, tell Large Marge and tell the police and go to jail. And so it was a combination, I believe, of, of um, Lenny and Large Marge that talked her out of that. I can't remember the, uh, maybe I'm remembering wrong, but when Large Marge was involved, hadn't they already taken the body and, and, and like, like buried it or, you know, put it down in the yeah I might have been misremembering the the which uh, came first but uh, you know sometimes an author t- will be writing and they just seem to run out of things to say and so <laughs> I guess they're tired of the book or something and so they just end the book and you wonder, well, why would what it end that way? It's just unsatisfying. But I thought Hannah ended this book beautifully with uh, Lenny writing a magazine article years later after she had lived in Alaska all those years and raised a family. And she talked about coming to Alaska and what it uh, took to 
to survive there and everything. And I thought that that article it was like at the end after the end of the book there she was writing a article for a magazine and I just thought that article that she wrote was just so beautiful uh, summing up her life and what she thought about Alaska with her husband being what she said one like one of the founding fathers of of the land and everything like that that was uh, she left nothing out that was the best way that she could possibly have ended the book uh, it was beautiful all the way around I apologize I got thrown out of the room momentarily so I may have missed this part of the discussion but if I'm remembering correctly first of all LaDonna I agree with you that that I loved I I love a good epilogue and that one was wonderful it was really well done and it just tied it all up nice and neat um, but didn't didn't Linny and Cora get rid of the body and then Large Marge came in and, and helped them create a scene that made it look like animals had brought, brought, come in and done all that? I think she came in recognizing the cover-up. If, I, if, I, if that's the sequence that happened, I might be wrong on that, but if I, I, if I remember correctly, that's what happened. Yeah, that's what I was remembering. I think I may have said, I didn't say it nearly as well as you did, but... Uh, I said a couple of the, the, the same things probably when you got cut out of the room. Uh, so, well, it, it's getting to be almost 10 till the hour. So if anybody's got any last minute comments, we probably ought to uh, come up with. I don't really have a book for next month. I talked a little bit to LaDon and uh, the Liz before we got started. Uh, uh, d- d- does any, and, and we need to talk a little bit about Zoom for, for those that hadn't uh, attended or that didn't attend Novel Ideas Friday night, uh, uh, that may only be Danielle if she's still in here. I think she keeps getting thrown out of the room, too. But uh, uh, any suggestions for next month? I know Don and Liz have already said a couple of things. Uh, Marsha, Carla, y'all got any ideas? I just wanted to say then uh, about that book uh, The Mountain Between Us if uh, people like to read uh, that it's not a book with a lot of uh, like it's not a suspense action book but uh, it, I, I thought that the ending made it well worth reading yeah I don't really have any suggestions uh, it, is it um I, I came in a little later, I mean, well, before we got started, but uh, uh, would you mind recapping it again, LaDon? I, I've got, I think I, I missed it. So, uh, and Carla missed it, and uh, Danielle, and I don't know who all's here, but I know I missed it. Yeah, it's about a man, and he's uh, going home. I forget exactly why they're going home, but uh, the... There was a storm coming out, and he couldn't fly out. They were stopping the the flights out, and so he, he was a doctor, and he needed to get home. And he went and uh, hired a private pilot to fly him home. The pilot said he could get out before the storm come. And just before they did that, he invited this lady who was about to get married. And she was going to be, if she couldn't get on uh, the flight home, she was going to miss her own wedding. And so he offered her uh, a ride home in the airplane that he had just hired. And they were flying over the forest and uh, the pilot has a heart attack and dies, and it crashes into the into the woods, and it's in the middle of winter and snow and everything, and it's a struggle, and they try to survive after the after the crash, and and so uh, it's a real interesting book. Interpersonal relationships come into it. In other words, it's a character-driven story, not a action-driven story, but it's. Uh, like that, and that's that's what it was. They're they're trying to survive, uh, crashing in the middle of a forest. Would you believe I just watched that movie the other night? It was described, and in fact, it was Sunday night. And uh, I don't know in the in the in the book if there was a dog, but the the pilot had a dog, 
and uh, they took the dog with them, and they they uh, they uh, you know they're they they're going along, and of course they're hurt, and and uh, then they find a cave. I won't go into any, but is that is that the same? Uh, I believe that's the same uh, same plot. Yeah, that's that's it. And they, they have, uh, have made a movie because I can't see movies too much, so I didn't see it. But I heard that they did. And Alan likes animals. Uh, he's going to like this little dog. Um, you know, it sounds like a fun read to me. Yeah, since I since I watched the movie, like I said, it was described, so I was able to get everything. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't mind reading the book since I saw the movie. Very cool. All right, well, let's do The Mountain Between Us. Uh, I, I, I'll go get the DV number. I'm sure LaDonna didn't have it by memory, but I, I'm just curious. I, you know, I realize I like a, some offbeat kind of stuff. Does anybody else in this group like Carl Heisen beside me or ever read any of his stuff? Because I want to read something funny sometime, and his, his stuff's always funny. I haven't read it, but I do have the information on The Mountain Between Us. It's db 8 Nine three seven two. That's DB eight nine three seven two, and the author is Charles Martin. Reading time is nine hours and fifty eight minutes, and it's read by George Newburn. Well, thank you, Liz. Eight nine three seven two, and yes, Carl Hyacin is great. I've read a couple, three of his books, and. Uh, it's been quite a few years, but I I always really liked Carl Hyacin, and I think don't most of his books take place in uh, in Florida? But yes, I'd definitely be up for some Carl Hyacin. Well, maybe we'll read him uh, in October then, because uh, 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 the first one I, I read by him was called Skinny Dip, but uh, uh, but I, I liked all his stuff. I mean, usually he he's taken pot shots at at, at those that have overdeveloped Florida and stuff, and I think he has a you know a, you know a, a good feeling about the environment and stuff like that. So he usually works that into his story somehow too. But 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 I mean they're they're kind of, they're kind of outlandish, but they're, but they're funny and stuff. I, that, that's why I like them. So we'll we'll, we'll think about that if uh, you know if the rest of y'all are, are, are on board. But uh, we'll we'll do uh, uh, the mountain between us right now. I mean for for next month. And I'm adding it to my wish list right now. So, uh. um, by the way, um, Bonnie, you had said that you saw the movie. Where did you get the described movie? Was it in the Blind Mice um, Vault, or um, um, where did you get to see it? Is there a way of obtaining the movie? Because it's sort of fun sometimes to compare the book and the movie. Actually, I'm not exactly sure where it is from, Carla. I'm I'm assuming or presuming that it's from Blind My Smart. What happened is, uh, he hasn't done it in a while, but uh, over on VIP Conduit, um, this guy will put up links to, to different movies, and um, one of them happened to be that movie, and it, it's, I don't know, I'm, I, I wish I wouldn't have, I, I deleted the, uh, the M3U link, so I can't get it now, but I would check with Blind My Smart first, so, but... Uh, I enjoyed it. I really did. And yes, I'm definitely, yeah, I think Skinny Dip was uh, either the first or second Carl Hyacin book I read. But as I said, it's been several years, so I would definitely uh, have to do a re-read. Well, we're, I think a lot of y'all were at Novel Ideas on Friday. Uh, we are, you know, Accessible World is moving away from this Talking Communities platform that we use to attend these meetings pretty much exclusively on windows computers uh the the they've never developed uh uh i don't think a a, a workable uh a client that works with mac computers they certainly never did anything for linux computers or i don't think they ever developed an app that really worked with iphones or android phones either uh but we're moving to zoom effective september 10th it does work with all of those. Uh, uh, I'm going to be, well, I, I finished writing a document today that I've distributed to Bob and Larry Gassman and uh, Chris Grabowski for their comments. 
and I'm assuming we'll be distributing that to everyone before too much longer after, after we make sure it says everything we want it to say. Uh, if, if, if you've never uh, attended a meeting in, on the Zoom platform, you're in for a treat. It works. It works great. Uh, the audio quality is great. I'm, you know, we'll have some stuff to learn like we do whenever we change to something new. But, uh, uh, I mean, if you've got an iPhone, get the Zoom cloud meetings app and put it on your iPhone. Uh, there, there's no easier way to attend one of these meetings than with that because you can, you have access to everything you need. You can talk. You can see who's in the room. You can raise your hand, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, it works very easily and stuff. Uh, but... I'm I'm biased because I was I really like my iPhone and all you can do with it, but uh, uh, I, I think everyone will be happy with this move after we get over any learning curve and stuff like that. But it it, it is a very very usable platform and it's very accessible too. So that's that. Anybody have any questions? I thought this was an excellent discussion and. Uh I'm glad I took the journey of this book, and I'm glad I joined you all. I don't regularly, but I sometimes I'll flit through book, you know, back and forth from book groups, and if they're reading something I like, I'll do that or something like that. But with school starting and everything, I don't know how, you know, what my availability is going to be. But I really enjoyed this discussion. Well, Carla, we're glad you came, and you don't have to apologize when you're late and stuff. We understand you've got a lot of commitments and stuff, so uh, we're, we're we're happy you came. And everybody's comments were great. I thought we had a great discussion, even though most of us read it two months ago. And again, I apologize for for missing uh, two months ago when when uh, I forgot the meeting. But uh, uh, I'm glad you were all here. Uh, I appreciate your comments and. I look forward to discussing the mountain between us. And uh, uh, the Blind Mice uh, Mart Movie Vault's got a lot of movies and stuff, and certainly anything, they really have a good selection of anything current and stuff. So I'm, if if you don't have a SendSpace account, the only downside is the download can take a while because it, it is really, really slow. But uh, I've never been a big fan of SendSpace, so I'm not about to get a SendSpace account. But uh, anyway, that's my opinion on that. So uh, thank you all all for attending, and enjoy the rest of your weeks, and I hope everybody's doing well. Um, if anybody's on the Xfinity platform for your cable service, I did just check, and it is on demand. Um, you might have to rent it if you don't have the full movie package. Um, I'm a little bit of a glutton, so I do, but um, I'm going to watch it on Xfinity. Uh, sometimes they're described, and most often they're not, but... You know, it's up there if you want to watch it. So the question is, are you going to read the book first or watch the movie first? Because I don't think you've read the book yet, Liz. Yeah, my recommendation is, if you want to see the movie, wait till you after you uh, have read the book. Because the book has a couple of nuggets in it that uh, the movie would spoil for the book, that part of the book for you. And the end of the book, you read the whole book, and the end... The very last chapter of the book is what makes the book worth reading, in my opinion. I will definitely read the book first. The only time that was an exception is The Color Purple. I saw the movie before I read the book. And I'm glad it happened that way because I loved the movie. But when I read the book, I think if I had read the book first, because I loved the book so much and I loved the style in which it was done... I don't think the movie would have held the same thing because some things happened in the book that did not happen in the movie that were beautiful, and I was real sorry that they didn't happen in the movie. So, yeah, but as a rule, I generally will um, read the book first. Um, Well, you know what? Hidden Figures was another one, too. I I read the book after I watched the movie, and I still like the movie better because the the book got really bogged down in technicalities and stuff. But anyway, that's a long answer. But yes, I will definitely read the book first. Yeah, I usually read the book first, but but since I didn't know there was a book and I didn't know that we were going to be discussing it, I just happened to watch the movie. So it it'll be interesting to look at it from that point of view um, as well. So see how the the book. Uh, does vary from the movie since I watched the movie first. Anyway, I will uh, 
be looking forward to uh, reading this and uh, discussing it next month on on Zoom. How about that? And believe it or not, tonight my uh, I can usually hit F7 and find out who's talking and that kind of thing, but uh, that's not working. So I don't know whether it's the computer or talking communities is messing up, but uh, this might be the last time I ever eat. Well, I'm not going to say that, but... Uh, I'm sure I'll be in on to radio out of the past, but uh, I can tell the days are winding down. You know, the last two or three times, um, well, three or four times that we've been in a different room here for a different book club, I've I've been getting kicked out. Um, tonight's not so bad, but one night it was so bad I missed most of the discussion. It was really frustrating. So I'm hoping Zoom does not do that. No, Zoom definitely doesn't do that. And uh, uh, and I'm, I'm kind of like y'all. I mean, I, I used to be a huge movie fan before my vision started getting so bad. But uh, I, I always liked reading the books first, too, because, I mean, let's face it, there's, there's going to be a spoiler in one or the other unless they totally change the plots and stuff. And I typically like books better than movies, and I, I didn't want, want them to be spoiled. Although I have to admit... Uh, I I did read Hidden Figures before I saw the movie, but the movie was a lot better. I mean, Kevin Costner did a great great job in that in that movie, and it just I don't know it it, it kind of presented you know different different stuff I thought, and it, it, it was it was a lot more enjoyable I thought than than the book. But hey, there's there's exceptions to every rule. But anyway, uh, uh thanks again for attending. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say good night and. Uh, uh, wish y'all a, a, a good rest of your week. Good night. You know, the only, um, just one more. The other movie that I read the book, and I loved the book, um, and then I watched the movie, was The Help. And there were aspects of the movie of The Help that I liked better than the book, and I loved the book. So, um, it you know, the movies aren't always a watered-down version of the book. Sometimes they're better. Yeah, I'll go along with that. Uh, but I love the, the help of the movie and the book because you could get so many different aspects. I mean, it, it followed it very closely, but yet you're right, there were other things. There were some things in the in the movie that, I, I don't know, weren't as well covered in the book or something. It's It's been a while, but I know I really enjoyed both. And uh, I saw Hidden Figures the uh, with Liz and her husband, and uh, Liz let me know a couple of weeks later or whenever it was. She says, I, I read the, the book, and uh, believe me, it's not as good as the movie, so I didn't even didn't even download it. Anyway, I'll say goodnight also, and uh, we'll see you all next month, if not before. I, I agree about hit, uh, about the help. I mean, the, both, both the book and the movies were, were, were well done, and I think I read the book first, but... Uh, uh, it, it didn't mess up enjoying the movie at all. And uh, an, another one that I kind of liked some of the things they changed in the movie over the over the book, and I'm going back a ways, back to 1975, was Jaws. Uh, it's you know it the the, the the movie I just thought was a lot better because uh, I, I like the Richard Dreyfuss character a lot in in Jaws, and he he was just a real jerk in the book i think i think his character got killed in the book and stuff had an affair with the chief of police wife in the book and then i think got killed but uh uh sometimes sometimes the, the, they do a you know I, I do like the they have to make the movie feel a little bit better i think real quick and then this, this is it i promise <laughs> but the the one book and movie that I watched and read was What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I really liked that book. So I decided to uh, watch the movie. It was on, it came on HBO, and of course HBO doesn't have described stuff, and this was back before description was, you know, at all popular. And my husband hadn't read the, uh, hadn't read the book with me. Usually he read, you know, uh, books with me and whatever. But it was almost verbatim between the book and the movie so I could I was telling him what was going on in the in the movie because it was followed so closely from the book which I thought was awesome and that normally doesn't happen 
Well, that that is a you know, that, that I, I never read read that book, but the, the movie was excellent. What isn't that the movie that had Johnny Depp and Leonardo DiCaprio in it? What is Leonardo DiCaprio was like his little brother or something? Or or am I getting that part confused? You know what, Alan? I don't remember who the actors was, but the actors were. But that does sound about right. But yeah, the, they were both excellent, and I do recommend the book if you ever want to check it out. And it, it's on Bard. I don't remember who the author is. This is probably what 10, 10 15 years ago, whatever. But uh, I that does stick in my mind how closely the 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 uh, movie followed the book. Great. All right. Well, I'll I could probably end up talking movies with you guys all night as, as long as it's something not too recent. But anyway, I'll, uh, I'll I'll say goodnight for the third time and, and wish y'all well. So thanks again. I know, me too. We've been a chatty group tonight, but it was fun. Thanks a lot. Have, uh, until next time. Yeah, thanks a lot, Alan, for for running everything. And it was a it was a really good discussion. And I just added uh, the mountain between us to my wish list. So good night. <laughs>